This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Neon Maniacs. There's probably a tagline, but I didn't bother. Why would you bother, Chris? Do you ever bother for anything ever? Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm not Hot Fucking Lanta. I'm Troy. Yep. Hot Fucking Lanta is getting a Hot Fucking Lanta tattooed on his chest right now. Yeah. Right on the opposite side from no regurgitations. Yeah. He doesn't know it's happening, but if, if I paid as much as I paid and it's not happening right now to the shady place on the fucking dark web, then... I just imagine this van rolling up, chloroforming him, throwing a bag over his head, <laughs> and he wakes up like in a field somewhere with hot fucking Lanta just tattooed on his chest. It's it's like old boy. <laughs> he just comes out of a suitcase and it says hot fucking Lanta. <laughs> he goes up on the roof and the guy's like, yo, what's up with that sick tat? <laughs> the best part is you don't tell him about the tramp stamp. No, no. That's that's something he used to find out on its own. Yeah. So yeah, this week we watched Neon Maniacs as suggested to us by Christian. Yeah. Thank you, Christian, for suggesting a movie. Yeah, that's not not the official title now. There's an official title. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Our fun paid wintern, Christian. Yeah. That, that is of his official Discord name now. We're paying him an exposure. Yes. <laughs> Because but no one's horrible. Yeah, no one's told him that people die of exposure yet. So, oh, by the way, Christian, people die of exposure. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah, when you're dead. Mm-hmm. That's the best time to figure things out. And uh, this is Neon Maniacs. Yeah, it is a movie film that is for certain. Yeah, from the '80s. And there's no book, so get ready for. A whole lot of uhs and I thinks. Oh, and then and me going like, oh, yeah, we forgot that thing back like 20 minutes ago. We should get back to that. And then Chris goes, no, that hasn't happened yet. And I say, oh, okay. I couldn't fucking remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird how I remember and then I don't. Yeah, that's kind of how memory often works. Yeah. At least the older I get, that's more how my memory works. It's fair enough. Uh, yeah. I don't remember half the episodes I do anymore. I honestly like when it comes to the podcast, I don't remember shit anymore. And my brain just like doesn't, it doesn't stick. That's just a natural defense mechanism to the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Like my wife remembers more of the episodes than I do. Cause she hears what I said. And he's like, that was fucking stupid. Why'd you say that? I said, I'll be like, I said that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I can think of a handful of times where <laughs> I had to go back and listen to it and go, Oh nope, that actually did happen. Speaking of a handful, let's not talk about Chris's dick anymore. Oh, please, let's not. <laughs> not just for my sake, but for everyone's. Everybody's sake. Yeah. That's uh. the most altruistic thing I can do for the podcast. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, at least if you edited things, we would never talk about your dick ever again. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I can't be bothered. No. He doesn't love you all that much. 
The people have spoken. Mm-hmm. They want me to not edit the podcast. That's what I hear from you. From me. <laughs> All right. So speaking of hearing things from you, Chris, can we hear how this film starts? At the beginning. Ooh. Is there a, a train with a John Amplis on it? No, John Amplis. Damn. Just the one movie, oddly enough. No. Two movies. Was he played a, a train? Zo- no, he was a zombie that was like coming up out of the ground. He was a zombie, but there was no train. No, that's true. The train one is only one movie. Yeah. Yeah. Arthur starring Dudley Moore. Yeah. That classic movie about zombies. And trains. And trains. Yeah. Arthur 2 on the rocks. <laughs> yeah. But not Train to Busan. That is not a, a zombie train movie. Or the second one. I don't know what the second one is. I think I watched it. That sounds like something I did. I still haven't seen the first one. I own the first one. Pretty but good. I have not seen it. Yeah. Well, I figured we I figured someone would suggest it at some point, but no one has. Um here, here, or here, I'll, I'll I'll fix it. Hold on. You put that on the movie request. Yeah, uh, no, that's not what I'm doing Discord. right now at all. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so this movie starts with a quote unquote young woman in vampire makeup and costume. Like and when do. I when I say quote unquote, that's because that actress is obviously in her thirties. <laughs> At least. And she but she tries to talk a little higher, like she talks the higher end of her register to kind of make herself sound younger, but it just sounds weird because it's like I'm a thirty year old woman trying to act like a fourteen year old. Which uh is weird. At least they didn't like try to like dress her like a fourteen year old. Like they're putting like her in a sideways baseball cap. Like it wasn't like weird like lolly stuff is what I'm saying. That's the important thing. Also, thank you for saying lolly. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like I was like, I'm just glad it wasn't that. They just tried to be like, well, I don't know what like a what would a 14 year old tomboy dress like? Let's dress her like that. I'm like, "Uh, okay, good. I mean, there's the typical amount of 80s not cool shit that's happening in this. Oh yeah, we haven't gotten into any of that yet, but we will eventually because her yeah. So the girl's mom like yells at her to to do something, and then we cut to a park where some teenagers are partying well first they head to the beer store oh okay and that's where we meet up with uh, the guy yeah the the guy which guy Chris the one with the dog I don't remember a guy with the dog the guy with the dog who ends up being like the romantic lead for the other one <laughs> Oh, the um, because the dog was named Dog, and he was gonna name it Cat. Oh yes, and yeah. then you wait for punchline to that bit, but that was the punchline. Turns out, and somehow Ghostbusters, the the one with all the ladies, made that joke funny with Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is the best part of that movie. Mm, I enjoy that movie thoroughly, but I I don't know if he's the best part. He's a very good part. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, I enjoy ACDC, so what can I say? It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah, so 
Yeah, I don't know. That guy reminds me of Ducky a little bit from uh, that uh, John Hughes movie. One Flew Over to Cuckoo's Nest? No, like Pretty in Pink, maybe? or They're basically um, the same movie. Yeah, you know, Ducky. We'll just call him Ducky. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the guy who grows up to be... uh, is it um, from two guys, two and a half men? He was the not um, Charlie Sheen one. No, I thought Ducky was the, the Asian guy. Oh, no, no. That's uh, Long Duck Dong. Because, of course, it is. Oh, well, I guess I just blocked out that racist shit. Yeah. Thanks, Brain. Yeah. Pretty in Pink is 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 what Ducky is from. I pulled that out correctly. Um, yeah, John Cryer played Ducky. Well, I feel he also good. he also is a very good Lex Luthor in that Supergirl show. Shockingly enough, I'm shocked. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, not that I watched Supergirl though, because that kind of was right up my alley. Um, so yeah, so Ducky makes a bad joke about calling his dog dog. And then they head off to make out point. Yeah, but not he him him. He does not go to make out point. No, it's implied that he's a homosexual. Yes. He's not, for the record. But it's nineteen eighties, no. and that's just the thing that you said to people you didn't like. Yeah, like I thought I think he's gay. Yeah. Sorry. Well, though they probably use the F word instead of gay because it's Oh, the they 80s, definitely but. use it later. Yeah. Yeah, and not the good F word, the bad F word. Mm. We'll have to we'll have to discuss what that meant later. Fuck is the good F word. Oh yeah, obviously. I sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean That's the one I'm okay. I'm happy to say. The other one I won't say. Yeah. Probably shouldn't. No, there's no reason to. Unless I'm talking about bundles of sticks. Yes. You know, or maybe asking for a cigarette in yeah. the 80s England. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I'm John Constantine, John Constantine, I will, uh, I would say it, asking for a, a pack of ciggies. So they head out to make out point or wherever the fuck they're going. Yeah, party park. And we, uh, we cut over to the door. Is it a red door? Did do you want to paint it black, Chris? Um, no, it's unclear. I want to say it was blue, but I don't know why I'm saying that. Yeah, I don't know. It's some color. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, this this shit was shot on like Super Eight or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's grainy. I mean, it's from the '80s. I'm sure it wasn't stored well. It wasn't like digitally remastered or anything. Like. No, it's it's four three. It looks like trash. Yeah, although in the best possible way, though. I think it's pan and scan though, because some of like when they do pan across scenes, sometimes like mine did like some weird like it it didn't look right, and so I think it was pan and scan. It might be. I Anchor Bay re released it at some point. Okay. On DVD, so maybe. I don't know. I don't know what format they released it on. 
but yeah, it's it is not the highest quality uh, visual image. Yeah, but you can watch it on Tubi or Pluto. Yeah, actually, turns out Tubi's got some wild shit on it. Yeah, Tubi does have some good stuff on it. Weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they can get it cheap, if they get rights to it cheap and throw some commercials on it, they'll make some money. Yeah. There's some good stuff on a couple of obscure streaming platforms. Yeah. I learned uh, today that uh, Instagram is institu- is is implementing some function that some social media photo site I've never heard of. They're going to mimic that. Um yeah, because we had my uh, yeah my had the, the the newsy update or whatever, and I love that one of the updates was you know oh prices are higher in 2022 than they were in 20, 2003. I'm like, well, yes, that was 19 fucking years ago. Of course, prices are higher. It's called fucking inflation. <laughs> Weird. Prices have gone up since past times, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, two decades and prices went up. What? Wow. Oh Jesus. Yeah. So that's the kind of quality that I got. Although there was a pretty good commercial about some insurance company that gives you drip sensors and this lady who didn't get any sleep. And so she was walking her dog, but had forgot her dog. I watch it on a browser. So I just block all the ads. Yeah. My Roku doesn't block ads. I probably could mod it or something to do so, but it's fine. Anyway, make out point. Yeah. There's making out occurring. Yeah, also football. And, uh, yeah, making out football, uh, implied fellatio. Yes. I say implied because... Now, speaking of that, Chris, did your copy, uh, like, bleep out, like, shit and things like that? I don't think it did. Mine did. So, yeah. Like, when I... At one point, like, the audio dropped for a second. I realized that was because someone said a curse word. Weird. No, I don't yeah. remember because they definitely were dropping the uh, the F slur. Yeah, the bad F word. Yeah, not the good one. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let. Yeah, they would not have played the good one, but they would play the bad one because it's the fucking eighties. Yeah. And uh, from the door, the door that is under the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. If my uh, research is correct, and by research I mean. What the movie tells us. Minimal IMDb reading. So, yeah, which is kind of... We'll get into that later. But that's where the Neon Maniacs live. Yes. And by Neon Maniacs, we mean uh, racial stereotypes as zombie-esque killers, as well as other things like... Basically, it's the fucking village people... Yeah, it's like somebody went to the Spirit Halloween store and bought whatever they could find for like $37. There's like, there's Caveman. There's Offensive Native American. Offensive Uh, Samurai. Yeah, there's Offensive Samurai. Guy with crossbow. (laughs) Biker. Uh, Like Motorcycle Biker. Uh, There is Doctor. Cyborg? Vietnam Vet. Boy, he came out of nowhere towards the end, didn't he? Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, yeah so that that happens. It was a weird. Yep, I was like, oh, okay, so yeah, racial stereotypes as killers. That's a that's a choice the eighties made, apparently. 
And they uh, they all show up to make out point. The neon and maniacs. Make, and they make out. Well, not the neon maniacs. Oh, poor maniacs. Well, I mean, they make out murders, I guess. Murderly earlers, I believe you mean, Chris? Yeah, I said that, and even when I said it, I knew it didn't make sense, and here we are. <laughs> oh, the worst part is in my head, I correct anyone who says murder <laughs> to murderly earler, <laughs> no matter who they are or where I am. <laughs> when it's not just in your head, then you should be concerned. Yeah, I mean, I like that show, only murderly earlers in the building. When your brain parts leak out in the meat space, that's when you have a problem. Yeah. I try to keep my brains out of meat space. That's fair. Yeah. Meatspace.com is my favorite website. Oh, that's close to my favorite. That's probably not even there anymore. Meat space? Well, no, it was what? The other one? The other one, yeah. I'm not going to say it out loud because that probably gets me out of list. Let me look. I'm not on my work computer, so I can do this. <laughs> Don't do it on your work computer, for fuck's sake. Oh, my plugin is not supported. It must be Flash. Oh, no. So it's still there, but it doesn't work? I think so. Oh, that's amazing and sad and yeah. terrible and amazing. The meat has stopped spinning. Oh. <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. Late nineties internet. You will be sorely missed. Out. Yeah, pour it. Pour it. Don't pour that out. That's too. No. That's too good. It is very good. I'll pour it's it out. A... I'm drinking PBR. <laughs> pour it. Pour it out in your mouth. Don't waste alcohol. <laughs> I'm not gonna so, yeah. sully the studio with it on the floor. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you know, no one's ever just you know puked on the floor or anything. Hey, I it was in a bucket. Okay. Cuz you got to have a puke bucket on standby. I cuz sometimes I, you can't make it all the way out to puke rock. That's right. I I'm going to need to get a bucket then cuz I don't have one. You call yourself a professional. I've been living on the edge apparently. Like Aerosmith? Exactly like Aerosmith. That was a good time for Aerosmith because it was like, hey, uh, who wants to fuck my daughter? <laughs> yeah, right? And I'm like, weird. Weird flex, Steven Tyler, but okay. Yeah, look, I have a hot daughter. Check her out. You want to, I don't know, be 14 and be turned on by that? And I was like, yeah. Yes, yeah. Guess I do. Kind of like being 16 and watching Clueless. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good time to be 16. Oh, cool. We shamed ourselves out loud, so that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, the the Neon Maniacs do what they do, which is start killing people. Yeah, with a variety of offensive uh, means. Yeah. Based on their offensive stereotypes, of course. Correct. Yeah. You know, like tomahawks and scalpels and caveman things and nooses not sure who was yeah there's like a motorcycle death somehow i don't remember it's fine because because at this point i was yeah at that point i had already watched texas chainsaw massacre in the theater that night and then i got home put this on started drinking like a double ipa 
finished the double IPA somewhere around here. And I was tired. It was midnight. I, yeah, things get fuzzy after midnight. Like a gremlin. Yes. Do not make me watch movies after midnight. Yeah. Those are the rules. When you yeah. buy a Troy Gwai, <laughs> you have to follow the rules. Yep. Don't get me wet. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, B.O. is a problem. I apologize. Yeah. Don't feed Troy's Troy Gwai's after midnight. No, don't make me watch movies after midnight. Yeah. Please feed me. Thank so, you. Don't feed Troy Gwai's movies after midnight. Yeah. Eat this DVD. And I do avoid sunlight as much as possible. This is that is true. Well, that's just that's just healthy, I think. No, oh, yeah. Yep. Skin cancer runs in my family, so. And uh, the neo maniacs attack. Yep. Uh, they take out a bunch of kids at makeout point. I say kids in quotes. Yeah, and they're like, I mean, they're not shitty kids, but they're like Friday the Thirteenth kids, and the fact that like none of them have person like. None of them are memorable in any way. Yeah, they're just like, hey, man, I heard you were making out with Teddy. He's the coolest kid in school or whatever. Yeah, weren't you Dan's guy? Yeah, oh, you broke up. That sucks. Yeah. I'm going to go take my girlfriend out in the woods now and get a blowjob. Yeah. It is pretty funny when the samurai guy cuts off uh, the girl's head when he she's filleting the guy. He's just kind of like, what? Huh? Oh. Yep. And then they, then he cuts off his head just to complete the, the, the couple. Yeah. Yeah. Classic comedy. Yeah. And everybody is uh, taken out except for one girl. Right. But they attack the van. Yeah. But they don't get her. No, because the police show up. Yeah. And they leave a bunch of goop I don't behind. Know. I don't know how the police knew to show up. Because it's the eighties, dramatic irony, I guess. I don't know. It's the it's the eighties, so it's not like you fucking like just whip out your cell phone and call the police. So that's true. Maybe they just heard someone heard a bunch of screams in the in the park and, and called the police. Make out point. Yeah. Uh, the cops show up and they're all like, "Hey, what's going on?" And she says that you know the neon maniac killed everybody, but there's just a bunch of goop and missing kids. Yeah. They take the yeah. goop and put it in bags for right. research purposes. You, you got to bag your goop. Bag that goop. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And then they just, they, they interrogate her a little bit. They take her back to the cop shop and uh, ask her questions. And she does, she answers them to the best of her ability. The problem is her ability to answer them is not very good. Yeah. The cops don't buy what she's selling anyway. No. Which is, you know, neon maniacs turned on my friends to goop. Yep. Or took killed my friends and took them away and left goop behind. It's unclear. It is unclear. Mostly because the goop is not transparent. That might as well have been the tagline. It's unclear. <laughs> neon maniacs. It's unclear. And the cops are uh, dismissive at best. Yep. Suspicious at, at worst. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, head detective. Yeah, Detective Skanky. He's all like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they did the thing or whatever, whatever. 
You're probably whacked out on them goofballs or whatever you kids are into. All hopped up on goofballs and cocaine. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to Nerdlinger, mm-hmm. who's talking to his friend, Lady Nerdlinger. Hall- oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the lady uh, is the 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 quote-unquote young girl from earlier. Yeah. Like, you know, 40-year-old virgin, I think is what we should just call her. And he's, uh, you know, just expositing at her. Yeah. About how there were a series of homicides. Yeah, because, like, does his dad work for the cops or something? Or know yeah, the cops? something like that. I mean, because his dad owns a grocery delivery service. Or is it a different nerdlinger? No, that's a different nerdlinger. This is oh, okay. like, uh, this isn't the guy with the dog. This is a different nerd. Yeah. So many nerds in this movie. So many nerds. And none of them get revenge. And this causes Lady Nerdlinger to want to seek out protagonist girl. Yeah, because she wants to know all about the killers and stuff because she's, you know, like, proto-goth girl. She's super into it. Yeah. She likes she likes death and morbidity. Yeah. Maybe in a sexy way. It's unclear. Yeah. So uh, the very next day, she goes back to school, protagonist lady, mm-hmm. because trauma didn't exist in 1986. No, I mean, like, you, it doesn't matter if you see all your friends get killed in front of you and you get interrogated by the police. You will show up at school the next day. Six especially, hours later. Especially when your parents are in Italy. Yeah, like you do. Yeah, they just, well... Okay, granted, my senior year, my parents did like, go on a cruise or something and left my brother and I home alone, but I was, like, 17, and my brother was 16 at the time, so it was fine. Yeah, you weren't 30 pretending to be 14. No, no. Were you? No, I never pretended to be 14. Well, that's damning. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> dog guy from earlier. Mm-hmm. He's going to be dog guy now because I can't remember what we called him before. Ducky. Ducky. That's right. He um he wants to make time with protagonist girl. Yeah, because she's like the cutest girl in school to him. And his friend's like, dude, she's way out of your league. Why don't you go like ask out? this that girl over there and he's like i don't like that girl over there i like this girl i want to ask her out yeah but he doesn't no but one of her friends sister uh asks him ask the girl like what happened and so she tells her friend's sister that you know um that he's dead but she doesn't believe she doesn't want to believe the sister does not want to believe that her brother is dead, so she accuses uh, protagonist lady uh, that of lying, and that happens again in the lunchroom. Yeah, and Ducky like comes to her rescue. Yeah, and he's all like, "Hey, man, awkward, awkward, awkward." Yeah, he awkward's at her, but then she's kind of she's at least appreciative of the fact that he white knighted her. Yeah. Because this is the 80s. Yeah. And that's all it took back then. Yeah. And. 
So yeah. l- later that day. Well, also, uh, what's her name? Uh, 40 year old virgin goes up to goes up to her too. And also asks about what happened because she wants to know. Cause she she's believes like, she's yeah. smoldering it. Yeah. She's like, Oh, I tried calling you and you hung up on me. So I thought I would just ask you in person. Cause that's not annoying. Yeah. Hey, Hey, I, Hey, Hey, can that I trauma can I you, you went through? You want to talk yeah, about can, it right now? Nine yeah, hours rel- later to a stranger. Relive, yeah. Relive that trauma for us, please. Thank you. I don't know you. Could you recount your trauma though, like right now in front of me? Yeah, right now. Because I want to. I want all your, lay your trauma on me, lady. Yeah, I want it dripping down, all up on me. <laughs> Pour some trauma on me. That tracks. Yep. <laughs> well, you said dripping down. That's what came instantly. What came to mind. That's fair. Yeah, it's better than some other things that could have come instantly to mind. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's way better, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So, score one for my brain. Finally, it did something helpful. Right? (laughs) It does occasionally, just not usually on the podcast. Oh, yeah. My brain has somehow conditioned itself to do the least helpful thing during the podcast, typically. Yeah. Well, no, usually the most helpful thing is you going cool to Hot Luck Atlanta whenever he says something that just (laughs) just needs to be shut down. Sometimes you have to stop him. <laughs> My job is to read books and make him stop. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, he would just be trying to take your nips every episode. <laughs> yeah, I can't have any anything floating around in this room. No. Pliers? He's like, give me your nips. <laughs> yeah, I got to sweep the fucking room like it's a fucking UN meeting of some sort. Yeah, you're like in anything that can be used as a weapon. Yeah. You're lucky like you don't leave like a toothbrush lying around and over the course of the episode he like files it down to a point. <laughs> Just like rubbing it on his pant leg. Like you do. <laughs> so yeah, so if she has a rough day at school, that's what that's what we're saying. And so she goes home gets the voicemail from her mother who's like, Hey, we're going to Rome now. Uh, if you need anything, I guess you can try calling us. Uh, and she almost calls them. Like she gets the international operator, but then doesn't ask for the, them to connect her to the hotel that they're staying at. Uh, she hangs up and then we cut to Ducky who is playing guitar in his room. And his sister's like, Hey, Dad said that one of the delivery guys called out today, so you got to go deliver groceries for him. And he's like, well, fuck. Like but, you do. Yeah, but it's my dad's business, and I would like to have a house and food, so I will help my dad have a business. And then he gets, starts going through the list, and then he realizes that one of the delivery places is his crush's house. And the crush decides that she wants to go sunbathing in the backyard next to her pool. And so he's like ringing the doorbell. And we get a nice like male gaze laden shot of her in her swimsuit because it's the 80s. That's just the style of the time. It was indeed the style of the time. You you know, you put a male gaze on your belt. Yeah. And, you know, and uh 
and so he since he doesn't get an answer at the front door, he goes around to the back and like yells over the fence that he has a delivery. And for some goddamn reason, like she gets up and answers the gate because like I don't know if I'm a woman in a bikini and some strange guy is yelling that he has a delivery for me. I am not opening that door. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem like a good plan. No. But she does, and it turns out that it's Ducky, and he puts the groceries away for her, and she offers him a beer out of the fridge, and they flirt, and yeah. then he asks her out. They're gonna instead of a tip, they're gonna go to the movies. Yeah. And uh, and that's literally the the most vivid part of this movie for me. Weird. Yeah. And at this point, I think. Is, is this when 40-year-old Virgin goes to the cemetery to shoot a movie? She shoots the movie, but then she sneaks over to the door that night. Oh, okay. And tries to record the Neon Maniacs. Yeah, and, you know, it's a fucking, like, camcorder. It's like an RCA camcorder in the early 80s, and it's dark, so she gets bupkis. Yeah. She's all like, man. And maybe the the neon maniacs were interfering with it. Who knows? But also, it was the it was a camcorder in the early eighties. Yeah. Either way is reasonable to assume. Yeah. Um. So, protagonist girl and Ducky. Mm-hmm. Go out on their uh, movie date. Yeah. His van breaks down, so they have to take the subway. Oh, yes, they have to take the subway. Okay, so I know where we're at now. Yeah, and so he he, he springs and puts a token in the, the turnstile for her, because he is a true gentleman. So romantic. Oh, yeah. He treats his woman right. Uh, and uh, they get down to the platform, and the platform is fucking empty. Yeah. Like, they could not afford a single extra for that platform. And, uh, yeah, somehow they could afford to have the platform, but not afford to have anybody there besides them. Well, maybe it was like a station that had been shut down for a while or something. They shoot there. Eh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and that's when the neon maniacs start jumping the turnstile and the guy in the booth is like, yep, I'm not getting involved in any of this shit. Yep. That's fair. Yeah, he had that look on his face and said, I had not paid enough money for this. Yeah, he's just like, nope. It's the same face I had when I worked at a gas station. And? So one day, a guy comes in, <laughs> grabs a six-pack of beer. Not good beer, even, mind you. It's like Milwaukee's best ice. Mmm, beast ice. Grabs it, walks up by the front, yells at me. Linda says, this is Okay. And just walks the fuck out. <laughs> and I said, all right. Yep. I mean, as long as Linda, whoever the fuck that is, says it's okay, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm making fucking 648 an hour. I don't give a two shits and a fuck what's happening right now. Yep. Yeah. Minimum wage is not enough to give a fuck. I'm certainly not going to get beat up by some hillbilly over a fucking four dollars six pack that's for goddamn sure minimum wage gets you minimum effort yeah yep 
Yeah. So yeah. So he lets them all go through. Um, I know one of the guys is a robot, and yeah, like he's driving the thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they get through it. So they see the the neon maniacs hit the platform, and they're like, "Fuck! It's those things." And and she is like, he's like, oh yeah, good thing I believed you and wasn't a weird shithead about it. And she's like, see. And then they hop on the train and hope that the neon maniacs did not make it onto the train, but of course some of them did. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Not some all. of them get left. Some of them do get left behind. They make sure to show us that. Yeah, you can tell because they uh, their clothes are left in a pile. Yeah, that's a and, uh, joke. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Kirk Cameron playing the cyborg. He saves uh, Christmas. I don't want to hear any more shit talking about him. <laughs> I always liked him better as uh, Jason Seaver. Yeah. Right? That was his yeah, character's the name, Jason. Pains, right? Yeah. Ben was the younger son. Yeah. Tracy Gold was the older daughter, whose name I don't remember in the show. I don't know, probably like Beth or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, Amanda, maybe. Wasn't he like a psychologist or something? Alan Thicke, yes. And he had patients would come to his house for therapy. That seems inappropriate. Uh, I don't know. Like, Actually, I think that was fairly common back in the day. Was it? Because you couldn't fucking afford like space. On what psycho on like because like insurance doesn't fucking cover it, so people have to everybody has to pay out of pocket, which you know, sliding scale and all that. You got you know, yeah, you gotta gotta save money where you can. I always worked through my psychological issues with um drugs, that's probably not healthy. No, but it is the uh, it is the oldest way of doing so. But just to be clear, they weren't prescribed, they were just what I found, yeah, gutter drugs, yeah. Street drugs. Literally. Drugs yeah. he found on the street. Yeah, just in, in on the street. Not from a person, yeah. just on the street. No, no. I mean, he did a lot of aspirin back in the day, folks. Yeah. The trick is to remove the coating on it before you snort it. Yeah. You got you, you scrape off the AS and you just have your, you have your Purin tablets that way. Yeah. That's, that's a birdcage joke. <laughs> Which one? That's the question. The Birdcage, the movie with uh, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane and Gene Hackman. That's a remake. And Hank Azaria. Oh, okay. I don't know. The one with Hank Azaria. I think. uh, And his natural Guatemalan heat. Well, it was a play or a musical before, originally. Yeah. So it certainly is at least a remake of that. Anyway. Um. So they're like, oh, we're the only ones on this train. When the guy's like, well, except for the conductor. And that's when the robot attacks the conductor and takes over control of the train. Yeah, he's all like, bleep, bloop. I have a robot. Bleep, bloop. Yep. And uh, at least he wasn't like, doot, doot. I'm a trombone. Doot, doot. Uh, Doot with the sickness. (laughs) Google that later. It's real dub. Oh, is it? Oh, it's the thing. I didn't realize that was actually a thing. I'm like, that would be a great name for a like a trombone, like a like a brass quartet or something. Is Dute with the sickness? <laughs> it's a real dumb YouTube video I found years ago. <laughs> I 
I will have to look. I will try to remember, so I will look that up later. Christian, look just... that up and tell us what you think. Yes, fun paid win turn. That's your that's your job this week. You're, yeah, that's your assigned assignment. Yeah. Look up Dute with the sickness. Report back. All right, I have listened to this apparently. Are you doing it's it right now? No, but I, I just I, I pulled it up on YouTube and I have a full red bar along the bottom. So yeah, I have a skull man with a trumpet. Yep, and it's fifty four <laughs> that, seconds long. That's the one. I, you probably have suggested it to me before. <laughs> it's real stupid. <laughs> but do with the sickness would be a fantastic like heavy like a heavy metal brass quartet band uh. name. <laughs> anyway, they escaped the uh. train. Yeah, because the train has automatic systems that slow it down when it gets to a station so it doesn't crash. Yeah, even if a Neon Maniac cyborg is running it. Yeah, and and most of the Neon Maniacs don't understand to grab something when the train comes to a screeching halt and they go flying through the car as like head over, like ass over tea kettle. And they escape. If I remember correctly. That sounds right. Yeah, that's about where I stopped watching the first night. That's fair. Yeah. That's about where I stopped watching this night. (laughs) You still have like 40 minutes to go, Chris. Yeah. I, I powered through. Yeah. You didn't have commercials to sit through either, so that helps. That's true. Yeah. And so they head back home and 40-year-old virgin is attacked in her house. Uh well they get attacked in the bus. And the oh that's right cuz they they get on the bus because they are out in the middle of nowhere. Well, they're not near home because they just like took the subway somewhere. Yeah, wherever it stopped, they got off. The end of the line. And they, they got the bus. Gus. They, they lop off uh, one of the arms of the neon maniacs in the bus window. The Native American's arm. Yeah, specifically. Yes. Um, which leads to comedy bits. Fourteen A and B. Yeah, because they try to like throw it out the window, but it grabs a hold of the guy's arm, and so he's like Ducky's arm. So Ducky's like shaking his arm all around, and the hand won't let go until it finally flies off. And some guy walking his dog on the streets, like, I gotta move out of this neighborhood. Yeah, classic comedy. Mm hmm. And then uh, we jump smash cut to the next morning. Yep. Where protagonist and Ducky are hanging out at the house. Yeah, and because presumably they spent the night together. Yeah. Um, Ducky does keep each other safe. Yeah. Ducky has a Mr. Bill shirt on, so bonus points. He does. I saw that and I was like, no. Oh, no. He's going to be mean (laughs) to me. (laughs) I didn't think Mr. I didn't know Mr. Bill was that old. I only know Mr. Bill from the pizza commercials. Really? Yeah. He's a Saturday Night Live. 
okay. I did not watch Saturday Night Live till the nineties. So that you're, would be why I didn't much. know who missed. You, you're missing yeah. Joe Piscopo's run, but other than that, and like the the some but who played the compulsive liar? Was that John Lovitz? That sounds right. Like yeah, that's the ticket man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that like via reference, but I've never actually seen it. Yeah, and so they talk about how they almost died. Like you do. And then they go to... but No, but then before that, though, Paula, the 40-year-old virgin, is attacked in her house yeah. by someone... And she hits him with a bucket of water and then hits him with the shower and he like, like Wicked Witch of the Wests. Oh, yeah, because earlier she learned when she taped them that they don't like water. That was like gremlin rules or whatever. Yeah. So she hits him with water and he dissolves and she's like, I killed one of them. She calls up, calls up protagonist and is like, I killed one of them. And they're like, oh, okay. So, well, there's the. What are we going to do? How are you going to protect everyone? Because there's like this battle of the bands and they decide they're going to give everyone fucking water guns. Yeah. I mean, okay, fine. You have you have amps, you have mics, you have electric guitars, things like that. But I don't know, like if you get them all in a room, fucking turn on the sprinklers. Just turn off your electricity, your electric shit, and then turn on the sprinklers. But that would interrupt the sick-ass battle of the bands. Yeah, where Ducky's band is very um, traditional. Yeah. Like, 80s pop. Yeah, and the other one is, like, straight up, like, some fucking glam, hair metal glam. glam rock shit. Yeah. You know, the dude with muscles singing, like, an octave or two higher than you would expect looking at him. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the songs weren't terrible. I think they were padding out the movie a little bit because it was basically like two music videos worth of song, songs between the two of them. Yeah. I feel like that was uh, that was what the whole movie was leading up to was the climactic battle of the band scene. Yeah. And while that's happening, um, the doctor sneaks into the fucking security control room for the school. Like you do. And chloroforms the guard and then cuts him open with a scalpel and removes various bits and bobs from inside of him. Some of his gutty works. Some, but not all. No. But as some, as when uh, Ducky is singing about a heart, he pulls the guard's heart out because juxtaposition you know and then we see the other neon maniacs sneaking into the school caveman walks weird um native american has lots of feathers on him uh gi joe shows up with his weapon his gun his rifle because his rifle is for shooting yeah this one's for shooting this one's for mm-hmm. fun. It was all for shooting in this one. Yeah, it seems like he would have been real effective at other points in the movie, but he doesn't even show up until right now. No, he had to replace the one that got melted by 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, who was just slasher monster. Yeah, 
And yeah, so there's the Battle of the Bands. Uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin is perched on top of a, a speaker stack, drinking a Dr. Pepper. Dressed up like uh, a Dracula. Yeah, dressed up like a Dracula. Um, the female protagonist is in the front row cheering on her boyfriend who is singing. Um, her best friend is there and starts trying to... To, to find some dude she wants to dance with. Um, they do talk about water guns at the beginning of the scene to the crowd. Yeah. Because it's going to get hot in here, man. Yeah. Yes, get them water guns out. And everybody's in costumes to make it... Because it's Halloween. ...reasonable that the monsters show up later, the Neon Maniacs. Yeah, it's 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 Halloween. Just the Halloween Battle of the Bands, I guess. Like you do. Yeah. Every Halloween, that's what they have. I believe it was to save the rec center, but I'm not positive. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was to save the save Empire Records. Yeah. Same thing. Get a little sugar high from all the candy. Uh, you know, and then when you come down, you get the coyote shivers. We've all been there. Yep. So, uh, the band's battle. It's unclear yep. who wins. It's never determined who wins. They both play, and then while uh, Ducky is playing his second set, uh, the, the Mia Maniacs sneak into the uh, the gymnasium rec center thing area, the, battle ba- the band battle area, dance floor. Uh, you know, and no one plays Johnny B. Good. Loose. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ducky says to shoot him with the water guns, but everybody's too busy yelling and running. Yeah, I was like, which, fair. Yeah, it's not like he gave him the heads up. He was like, have a squirt yeah. gun. Yeah, he's not like, if you see anything weird, shoot it with a squirt gun. Yeah, it's their one weakness. Yeah. And uh, although one of the, the, the Native American is afraid of a beer uh, a lady is carrying, which I thought was great. Yeah, she spilled it a little bit, and then comes on to him, which is funny. Yeah. She's her like, hey, name, you want to dance? Yeah, her name was Madison. Two With two N's and a Y, but not where you think. Yeah, it's weird like that. <laughs> which, uh, shout out to She-Hulk for that one. Which, if you have not been watching She-Hulk, uh, you should. It's real good. And uh, all hell breaks loose. But don't worry. 40-year-old virgin finds a goddamn fire hose. Yep. She she unleashes her fire hose upon the Neon Maniacs. Yeah. And uh, and they, like, they dissolve mostly. Unless they don't. Yeah. Which is weird, but whatever. Some of them make it out. Oh, although, yeah, G.I. Joe does show up and they like, just start shooting up the place. He doesn't shoot anybody in particular, just the place. Yeah, just in general, the place. Yeah. It's like it's like an A-team, you know, like you can unload an AK-47 and you might cause something to blow up, which causes something, somebody to leap over a barrier doing a, uh, like a, like a fucking shooting star press or something. But that's, uh, that's about it. They didn't have squib money. No. They just had Battle of the Bands money. Yep, and one of the bands was composed of at least a lead singer who was also a head, a main actor. Yeah. 
And uh, Ducky and protagonist lady run off to the principal's office, leaving forty year old virgin because she's totally fine. She's got it. Yeah, I mean she's got she's got a fire hose. What more do you need? Yeah, and I'm like, wait a second. She's supposed to be like fourteen, and you're just gonna dip on her? That's fucked. But whatever. They gotta go make yeah. out. That's right. They are horny teenagers. And this is when you look at the movie and you're like, wait a second. There's still like 15 minutes left. What the fuck is even happening? This seemed like the climax. I guess it's not. No. That's what that's what she said. Because it turns out, funny story, the cops are now watching them and now they know the secret is squirt guns. Yeah. So they go, they... They break into the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, to the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, they search the place. They don't find All they anything. find is the, the delivery van with the lizard monster in it. Yeah, which... Is the, what was that lizard monster? Was that like an alien? Is the alien created the neon maniacs? Is that what we're supposed to think? Yeah, that's, they come out of the delivery van, which has got a portal to another dimension. Or it's got a very bright light in it, at the very least. Yeah, yeah, it's got like the it's the inside of the briefcase from Pulp Fiction, I guess. I don't fucking like, know. Turned up to like twenty two, and like it eats the the chief detective guy or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, we cut to a van with protagonist lady Ducky and the 40 year old virgin. And he's like, best have a squirt gun. Wah, wah. And then it's kind of over. It's yeah. The movie just fucking ends. It stops. Yeah. That's like, I think when I messaged Chris, I was like, the movie is done. The movie has ended. I think is what I said when I was done. (laughs) Yeah, which I didn't understand because I was about, I don't know, what, five, ten minutes behind? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, because it just is over now. Yeah, I even like watched through all the credits just in case. Nothing. So, yeah, it stops now. We're finished. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie film? It has its moments. The Maniacs although wildly insensitive by today's standards, they're cool. Like, I kind of dig that they all have their own, like, thing. Yeah, they're themed. That's kind of nice. Yeah, they all have different, like, uh, implements that match. Like, the doctor guy's got a scalpel. The biker has a crossbow. Yeah, like bikers do. Yeah. It... The effects are pretty good. It's just kind of meh. Again, it's a movie that I think... The problem sometimes with the podcast, dear listener, is that there are movies that work better when not watched in isolation. If you're watching this by yourself... It's going to be a different experience than if you're watching it with some people where you can all hoot holler about the nonsense that's occurring. 
I would say overall, it's fine. It's got some 80s cheese. It's got its, uh, you know, 80s issues like an 80s movies does. But it's got some fun effects. It's entertaining enough. With the caveat of uh, this works better if you've got a couple of people around probably than it does by yourself. It's, you could do worse. I mean, it's not horrible. It's not super engaging. I'm going to say push because that's <clears throat> what I say when I don't know what to say. What do you say, Troy? Uh, well, first, I will summarize Christian's uh, comments on this, which is basically, uh, it's it's not good, but if it was any better, it wouldn't be as fun, which fair. is fair. Um, as uh, as I, I mean, I liked a lot of the kills. A lot of the kills looked really nice. If you have like some gorehound friends for early '80s, it's it's pretty decent kills. Um, like the 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 plot is almost nonsensical. Um, this is really just kind of like a movie you put on in the background. You, you have like some drinks with your friends, and whenever people start dying, you all point the screen and be like, "Oh man, yeah, whoa!" And then like when that ends, you just kind of go back to bullshitting and and you leave it at that. Um, <coughs> the uh, the forty year old virgin girl was actually she was actually pretty good for even though she was playing someone like half her age. Um, I kind of wish they would have just aged her aged the character up a bit. There was no reason for her to be that young. Not really. Uh, um. So it, it was okay. Like I said, this would be a good party movie if you if people like to see kills. Um. Other than that, I would probably skip it. It's not. It's not a great example of the type of movie it is, but I think as Christian also says, there's like some germs of a good idea there. I think they just, this needed like a couple more passes on the script, some tightening up, like a focus. Like, cause there's like, there's like two or three different, there's like three or four different movies in this movie. Um, and I think they just need to edit the, they need to edit the, the story and the idea first the editing is fine. I mean, it's nothing special, but you know, whatever, um, of the film, the editing of the film is fine. The editing of the screenplay and the story, it needs some, needs some work, but other than that, it's fine. It's, it's, I'm not angry. I watched it. It didn't, you know, it's the kills entertained me if nothing else. So uh, that's where I'll go. It's like probably skip it unless you're going to watch them, watch it with some friends and you guys can all like geek out over the kills and then go back to doing whatever. So, what are we watching next week, Chris? We are watching Creep Show Two, as suggested to us by mysterious podcast requester Brett, with not not Hotlanta, not Hot Fucking Lanty's alleged cousin. It's the other Brett. Yeah, that jerk. Yeah. So, what if other jerks want to request something? How do they do that? 
Well, they could go to our Facebook and uh, send us a message there where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. They could go email us at uh, slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at slaughterprince. They could go to our Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com and go to the hashtag movie requests channel and post a request there. I see someone did that already today, so that's great. Um, other than that, <clears throat> you, uh, you can also go to r slash podcast on reddit and if you want to listen to us some other way than you're currently doing it's fun. We're, like we're everywhere yeah you'll figure it out grab your favorite podcast aggregator search for slaughterhouse princess you'll find us uh if you want to listen to us on your your echo tell your echo to play slaughterhouse princess podcast on TuneIn. otherwise you will get virtual birds lovely song that shares our name yeah uh also which good. is which is worth listening to. It's just not our podcast. If you're really like hankering for the podcast, you're you're not going to be satisfied with that. Yeah, it's a you good will be satisfied at the song, but not as a yes. podcast. It, it's an amuse, whatever ear is. I don't know what ear is in French. It's an amuse bouche for your ears. It's an amuse bouche for your ears. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, um, that's really just go to Slash Princess. You can go to store. And patreon.sourceprincess.com to uh, to give us money in various ways. Get your your Slaughterhouse Princess swag. Um, you know, if you need like a good eight foot by six foot tapestry of our logo, that is there. That, that is available there. I can verify. Uh, it's nice. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at one right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, and you know, our patrons. We uh, I think our secret project is probably going to remain on the back burner for the foreseeable future, but we're still, we are, we're percolating ideas on how we can reward you for your patronage other than posting weird pictures of ourselves in the hashtag Patreon channel of our discord server. Yeah. We'll do better. Probably. Yeah. Maybe we'll do more. Yeah. Not better, <laughs> but more. Exactly. So come back next time for creep show number two. And what other podcasts think about movies. We'll drink about movies. Bye. Um. Pfft.